Welcome to Ballers with Babies. I'm Mark Willard. Today we know so much about what athletes and sports personalities do, but not so much about who they are, what makes them tick. What's life like the moment the stadiums and TV cameras go dark? Most go home to their families. We want to know what that after hours experience is like. Ballers with Babies explores their upbringing, their home life, how it's affected by their high profile job, and how that high profile job is affected by the home life. On Ballers with Babies, we talk to some of the most interesting names in sports and find out how they're even more interesting than we realize. And don't worry, diehard fan, we'll get to the important sports questions as well. This is your favorite people like you've never heard them before. I hope you enjoy. Okay, Ballers with Babies director Dave Polsky joining us. Let's get him in here. In Search of Greatness is the movie. And there are a lot of profiles in here, Gabe, but but obviously it centers around Wayne Gretzky, Jerry Rice, and Pele. Uh, you were a hockey player yourself, so were the, were the Gretzky conversations kind of special to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's hard to kind of beat that, you know, <laughs> right. growing up playing being a hockey player. So, like, uh, yeah, it was pretty special to be able to sit down with him and, you know, talk to him about this stuff. I have to imagine directing a film is an incredibly deep personal dive. So I wonder how does this affect the rest of your life as a husband, family member, and you're a new father, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, you know, this is a really personal film and, you know, I, I, it was very passionate about the ideas in it you know, about creativity and sport and greatness and, you know, kind of what is the essence of it and, and, and how important it is to nurture creativity and encourage it, you know, especially with younger kids and stuff like that. So it's, it was just like, you know, really, you know, passionate thing. And, and you, you know, you get really focused on, on something and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't, you got to do a lot of work in the movie industry in order for things to, to be successful. And, uh, you know, you try and balance as best as you can and, and, and not let something kind of, uh, get in the way of the film being successful, you know, that, that, you know, not try and control everything, but, you know, just do the best you can for the film because it won't survive unless you really, uh, give it attention. So, yeah, no doubt about it. And you can tell uh, in, in watching it. Absolutely love this film. We'll get into a bunch of different aspects of it. I do want to hear, though, how the experience has been uh, with the, the first few months of, uh, of fatherhood. How has this changed your life? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it really has been amazing. I mean, just it's it's hard to describe in a way, but, you know, the, the love that kind of it brings out of you and, and that you you know, you kind of a new dimension to who you are and kind of giving that love is, is, a, is a great thing. And I, I really love it. And I love kind of watching him change my son and uh, just observing is just really special and, and beautiful. Like it makes you kind of believe in something uh, greater, you know. It's just amazing. I love that. I wonder also, all these lessons that that are, are clear as we're listening to some of the greats speak, I'm sure it's not lost on you. Some of the things they talked about, about you know their their childhood, growing up, what nurtured this or nurtured that. And, and, and so, you know, did, did in your mind, did you kind of transfer that and start to think ahead about uh, about how you might uh, father this son as he grows up? 
Yeah, it does. It does. But, you know, I think it's important, you know, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't, you know, although I'm incredibly driven, uh, I, I don't like to get too obsessed with, you know, trying to control, especially a kid. I mean, uh, you know, what he's going to do or how I'm going to do it. it, it you know, I, I really kind of get sick to my stomach thinking about parents that are, you know, already thinking, getting overly controlling, what are you going to do this? And I'm going to have to do that and this and that. I mean, you got to, I'm more of a guy that's more open-minded and, and, and that's the way I'm going to approach it and, and more relaxed, you know, not, not put too much pressure. I know that the world's getting more and more competitive, you know, but I, I, I'm going to try not to kind of feed into that and, and get too into that vortex. I don't think it's healthy for anyone, but listen, everyone has their own way and they can do what they want, but I, I'm going to be more kind of relaxed about it, I guess. Yeah, open. No, I think that's probably a good thing. Uh, Gabe, I want to yeah. read you one of, uh, one of your own quotes. You were asked, uh, you know, why you did this film. And you said, quote, I did it because I was channeling my pain in the past, and because I know how powerful bad authority versus good authority is. What did you mean by that? Well, I had, uh, you know, I've had, you know, a number of good coaches, but I've had some that aren't so good. And and one in particular, kind of at the end of my hockey career, I went to Yale, I played division one hockey, and I had a coach there that was, you know, very conservative and systems oriented. He didn't, he, he didn't really, I guess, believe in the, the way that I played, which is weird because he recruited me, but, um, and you know, he, he just, he, he was sort of shut down and closed minded and he didn't like allow for the players to have fun out there. And, and he didn't get the most out of anybody. And it was just like a terrible end to my, to my hockey career. I never really got a shot that, that, you know, when I did, get on the ice I produced, but he just didn't want to put me out there. It was just the worst experience for me because I'd worked so hard uh, and I felt like I had so much to offer and that I could produce and perform and do some amazing things. And it just, it was difficult. So I, it made me just really, it just, it just stuck with me for a long time. And I just felt like, listen, it's not just me. It's so many other kids, so many other people that have had bad experiences. I just knew that, that it was just prevalent everywhere, you know, because a lot of coaches, they just don't have like a deep understanding of, of how to make things fun and how to get the most out of people. It's, It's just unfortunate. And, and so I wanted to make a film that kind of addressed some of these issues and, and, you know, because the greatest athletes of all time, they're, they're incredibly creative. That's who they are. They're performers, they're artists. And that's why we go pay money. But yet when we're, for some reason, like creativity isn't, isn't really um, accepted. Like when people are doing new things, oftentimes we tend to, not like that and want them to conform and so on. So the more we understand these concepts and these type of athletes, I think the better experiences people can have in sport. In search of greatness is the film in it. uh, Jerry Rice shares a story about how his mom did not want him to play football. And therefore he did not pick up football until I think he said he was a sophomore in high school. Uh, I wonder, you know, hearing stories like that, Uh, You know, you touched on this a little bit already, but specific to the idea of, you know, someday 
you know, being the father of a, of a son who I'm sure, you know, in your mind's eye is going to want to play sport. How, how do you go about introducing sports to him on a, on a grander scale? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think just, you know, exposure, you know, a lot of it depends on where you live because, you know, if you're living in an area that there's a lot of open fields and, and playgrounds, that's kind of cool. Cause you know, let them play and, and there's stuff to do. I mean, if you're in a city, it's harder to do that, which I'm kind of living in Los Angeles. It's like harder to get to, you know? So, but in general, just, yeah, like whatever kids are doing, like, you should do a lot of things and develop your mind and, and to, you know, so that you, you've sort of seen a lot and, and you can apply all sorts of sports to the one that you're really passionate about, if that's what you want to do. But all, all of it helps because your mind starts to absorb so many different ways, things of ways of doing things and, and movements. And, you know, you're all, you're just absorbing it all. You're, 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 you're learning about your body, about your mind, and and that's what's important. Because if you're narrow-minded, just doing one thing, you're you're not you become not very well-rounded and not not very uh, flexible in your mind. Yeah, I, I'll tell you one thing that really struck me, and I think this was a Gretzky comment when he said, "Greatness is about having fun." I've never heard yeah. that. I, I I wouldn't think that. You know, I think we think of greatness a Kobe, an MJ. And we just think of like singular focus, total drive for for one goal. I don't I don't know that it necessarily seems from the outside or feels fun, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, but I think with with Michael and Kobe, they they are having fun. It just they're they're just so focused about it that yeah. it looks like they're not having fun but that that's that's the most fun they're having in their life is, is on the court and doing being an artist you know and you can't really unless you're really loving it it doesn't matter what the look on your face is okay <laughs> it's, it's what's happening inside uh so. I, yeah, I often think about, and maybe this is a good time to ask it, you know, as he says, greatness is about having fun. I've often looked at some of these great athletes, and you almost wonder in the back of your mind, is it healthy? Like, is it well-adjusted? Kobe has talked about not having a lot of yeah. friends. I think MJ is the same way. It takes such an insane desire. In talking to these guys, did you find that, that achieving greatness was also healthy? That's another good question. I mean, I think you have to ask yourself what is healthy. I mean, I, that could be subjective too, right? Uh, healthy, what it just means you live long. I mean, I don't know, but like, yeah, I think it just means you, you love what you're doing is healthy, right? If you're because you're happy, like that's what's making you kind of happy, I guess. Um, is it healthy? A lot of you could you could you could name some of these athletes is like being OCD. I kind of touch upon it in the film, you know, that they're, they have an OCD for their sport because, or you could call that love. They just love it so much that that's all they want to do. They don't want to do anything else. Uh, so it's like kind of labeling it. You know, I can say for myself, like as a filmmaker, you know, you kind of start getting 
so focused. You want to, you just want to do a great job and, 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 and you know that there's no other way unless you're just like dedicate such amount of time and focus. And you've got to have that kind of drive to, to continue through, through all these obstacles. If you don't have that, it's so hard to succeed and do a good job. So yeah, there's all these, things is it healthy sometimes it could be unhealthy it starts destroying your relationships and then you you become less happy because you don't have uh you know you don't have a a, like the support system or you're kind of treating people poorly because you're too focused you're, you're neglecting them so it's all it's it's kind of a balance you know yeah no doubt you know i another time where i was kind of thinking about that and you guys profile the Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech. And this has been much discussed in sports media over the years where it sort of felt like Michael was not necessarily enjoying that moment as much as he was using it as a platform <laughs> to fire back at all of the doubters throughout the years. So so what was yeah. your reaction to taking a deep dive on on that speech from that perspective? Yeah. Well, I wanted to capture like the essence of Michael Jordan and who he is and 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 really what's at the core of it. And so I used that speech to kind of frame it all. I kind of manipulated it and did some things to enhance what I was trying to say about it. But I think that, you know, it's true. I mean, I don't care. Do people, I don't care what people think about that Hall of Fame speech. You know, it's like, it's Michael Jordan. He's telling the truth that, 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 that he's saying something to us, you know, mm-hmm. you know what? Screw those people who are rejecting him at a young age, you know, like they should get named. Absolutely. Well, what, what is he supposed to do? Like say, Oh, everything's great. And thank you so much. And, and all that BS. Like, no, he, he was thinking about all those people that rejected him because you know, it drove him, and that's the truth. What do you want him to lie? Right. <laughs> that's what that's what fueled this guy, and that's what fuels all of us. You know, nobody likes being rejected. We need people to support us and believe in us, and those people that, that rejected us should, should know about it. I, I tell you what, what you're talking about right now, like one thing that also stuck out to me, and it was a brief portion of the movie, but was when you're talking about John McEnroe, and, you know, at the time – McEnroe's argumentative style, especially at a place like Wimbledon, boy, people were just taken aback, and he still has that reputation today, but the angle the movie takes I thought was really interesting because you pointed out it's like, okay, hey, this may not be pleasant to your senses, but look at the change. Look at the change it led to. He was kind of right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan, Michael Jordan was able to take that energy, that anger, that he had of people who rejected him and, and then transform it. He used it to, and transformed it into a creative power that, that we, we all enjoyed and, and literally supported basketball on his shoulders all because of that. And if you, if you, if you're upset about what he said, then you're just, you don't even get it because that's who he was. You got to accept that. And we all have that in ourselves. You just want everyone to be happy and nice. I mean, it's the truth. That's what happened. Okay, quick break to tell you about our sponsor, Green Solar Technologies. You know, summer's over. 
But you homeowners out there are still having to pay crazy electric bills. Have you thought about solar? I'm sure you've seen a lot of your neighbors and your friends going solar. Maybe it's time you checked it out and discovered the incredible savings you'll enjoy when compared to the ever-increasing bills you pay your utility company. Green Solar Technologies has made going solar an easy, game-changing move. Call my guys at Green Solar today at 310-893-0099 to find out if solar makes sense for you. I bet it will. Call 310-893-0099. That's 310-893-0099. Also, GST is growing like crazy and is hiring new ambassadors where, with very little effort, you can make a ton of money. To check it out further, ask your solar advisor at the 310-893-0099 number or go to greensolartechnologies.com slash ambassador for additional info. Continuing on Ballers with Babies with Gabe Polsky, director of the movie In Search of Greatness. Fantastic content that I really recommend. Uh, Gabe, it was definitely a theme in the movie that creativity is dying and i know you're obviously a creative type yourself what are your thoughts on that concept yeah i mean i think that you know maybe the more people understand how important it is and what it is and and that it actually is the reason why these guys are great the more people will encourage it i just think people don't know they don't look at this deeply enough and uh, as a result it just doesn't even cross their mind, you know? So, so making people aware about how, how creativity and self-expression is the foundation of greatness is just, you know, we'll, we'll change how people think about it and things will get better. But right now, yeah, you know, people, kids are playing last. They're not really experimenting. There's too many organized drills and this and that. It needs to be more open and, and, and experimental because kids learn better with not when they're told to do something, but to, to learn it themselves, you know? No doubt, yeah. And another theme that for me really stood out, and we talk a lot about it in sports media today, which is analytics and the fact that these guys are analytics busters. You know, Jerry Rice was like, if I went to the combine, no, you know, no, nobody would have picked me. Yeah. And all pro athletes are, by definition, analytics busters because the analytics say no one's ever going to make it. Uh, but these guys are great, and they were not maybe the most talented necessarily in a raw form. So... Uh, was there any thought while you were doing this about the rise of analytics in sports? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not like a sports nut, you know, and I don't know, like, the latest trends and analytics and, you know, all that. I, I, I Intuitively, I think it's sort of, it's just people's lack of intuition and, and, and it, you know, there's nothing interesting about watching like a technically perfect athlete. Like, I don't know, in my opinion, you know, it's like, okay, let's just watch a robot. You know, we're human beings. We're creative. We want to see interesting flaws and character and, you know, like all that. And like, you know, we're not trying to produce robots. I think that we want to produce artists like Joe Namath and, Joe Montana and uh, Lionel Messi, those guys, they're not like, you can't analyze those guys with data. It's just they're artists and that's why we pay money and, you know, they're creative. Um, and that's what sport is like resting on those kind of guys' shoulders, you know? So 
we have to develop that more. And that's the bottom line. I mean, yeah. Yes. Okay. But they, but the bottom line is this, is that those, those creative players that I just mentioned are the guys that, that win and they produce. So there's a positive correlation. So it's not like, I'm not saying something abstract. That's the truth. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, after listening to all of these guys talk and, and there are a lot of different portions of the movie where they mentioned coaching and, and those who they liked and those who they didn't, you, you expressed that already earlier in this conversation, your experiences with coaching uh, after doing all that, how much overlap do you believe there is between coaching and parenting? I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, ultimately the only problem is with coaches is that they're the ones that decide who gets to play. You know, um, the parents are, could be coaches just the same. I mean, they, they, they guide, it's a guide, it's a mentor. It's somebody who's anyone could teach you, you, you know, even if it's not even a human, it's an animal. You watch an animal and you see how it moves and what it thinks. Anything's a teacher. The only thing is a coach is somebody who says, okay, you play, you don't play. And, and maybe they have a little bit more, you know, technical understanding of the game. And so, but yeah, I mean, so do you understand? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, like when I, I think uh, about but the, the problem is coaches, they, 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 the problem is, is they, they start, they have their filters as well. So they, they filter out kids they don't believe in and, sure, and sure. bring in the ones they do. And so that's another thing too. So. I mean, how much did you feel? There's a lot of stuff in there about Wayne Gretzky's dad, for instance. I mean, how much, how much coaching do you think their parents did, as opposed to just you know being yeah. parents, I mean, sounding boards? It's not. It's not like a. Again, we're trying to quantify like how much, how much of this. That. Yeah, I mean, it's like a sliding scale. Yeah, they're involved. They. He's not like a hockey wizard, Mister Gretzky, or same. But, but, you know, the more you know, obviously, the more you can contribute and share with your kid. But you don't have to be like, you know, none of these guys were like, well, I guess Peyton Manning's dad. But, you, you know, they, they knew, knew a little bit about the game and, and tried to give their wisdom, but then get them, you know, with people that might know more. And But it's just so important, coaches, what they can how they can influence a kid. And it's just so has such a lasting impact. It's so important that we have good ones out there. You know, they can make such a huge impact on a kid's life the whole way, no doubt all the way to, to their old people. Uh, In search of greatness is the film. It's fantastic. Uh, did you come away, Gabe, feeling like greatness is at all circumstantial? In other words, Rice, yeah, very yeah, much. yeah. Rice had Montana very, and Walsh, and like, like the surroundings yeah. of the greatness. How much does that have to do with it? Yeah, I mean, all these guys said that it has a lot to do with it, and you know, that's just life, and you know, we can only control so much, and you know, winning has a lot to do with who's on your team too, not just you, and and a lot of luck, and just like we've got to acknowledge that that that, you know, there will be an element that you got to give up. But I think there was some confusion about how much you can, how much is luck and not luck. But they all acknowledge that luck is a big factor, but they want to believe that they still would have been great, I think, <laughs> right. if, if they weren't. 
I thought, yeah, I thought that was a great moment at the end. Gretzky says, you know, oh, so lucky, so lucky. And then there's a pause and he goes, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like I would have found a way to be great. So like, yeah. do you, do you believe that with those who are great always have been great no matter what? I mean, I want to believe it a little bit. I mean, for my own good too, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. I, I, I want to believe you know, I've been lucky. Sometimes I've been unlucky and then I've worked so hard and I think I've made some great films, but like, yeah, but maybe I could do even better. And you know, who knows what luck is on your side or yeah, it, it, it's, it's, you, you, you want to think that you have more control, you know, because nobody wants to feel hopeless. You got to have hope, right? If you have, if you don't have that, you got nothing. No, no, that's where yeah. that's where depression comes from. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, end of the. Uh, I, I mean, I even stayed all the way through the credits. Uh, very special thanks on the credits to a bunch of names with the last name Polsky. I want to know who are they? Why did you feel the need to give them special yeah. thanks? What were you thinking about there? Yeah, I mean, I always, you know, my family, my mom, dad, they support me, and they, you know, great parents you know different kind of parents but great and and my wife and yeah i mean just people you know they, they they've been supportive i mean i i love them and uh yeah i don't know what else to say you got you gotta <laughs> gotta always thank your family you know no doubt about it gabe polsky director in search of greatness home stretch i want to give you a few uh, a few sports questions here especially since you're a hockey player i want to ask you if you think hockey is in a good place right now. Mainstream media feels like they're starting to ignore it a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I've got a lot of opinions about that. I, I I started to see for a long time when I was like uh, pretty much done with the sport, just that it had gone downhill. There was like very little creativity or you know interesting players, and everybody was the same, and it just wasn't that hard to there weren't like so many artists of the game, you know? Uh, and then, and then, I don't know, I've, I've been seeing a little bit of a turn lately that they're getting a lot more creative players, but I've yet to kind of see it. I still like, don't know what's going on a lot of times on the ice. Cause guys are getting faster and stronger, but like, you can't even see the puck and any goal is like so hard to see. <laughs> yeah. It's tough on even, TV in person. It's okay. It's tough on TV. Like literally it just, they shoot it in a crowd and somehow it goes in and right. you're just like, all right, nice goal. You know, it's like, yeah. but, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think they're changing in terms of, yeah, it was big when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I have no idea. Is it, is it getting like worse? The viewership? Yeah, no, no doubt. Like, I mean, one thing that I'll give you an example in Los Angeles with the Kings uh, they decided to completely go away from even having a radio broadcast because radio stations, and I know LA is an inc incredibly overcrowded sports market, but there were no radio stations that were going to even pay for that at all. So what they ended up doing was they got their own channel on the iHeartRadio app. You know, it's a free app, and therefore they can have expansive programming. But that's the kind of thing that 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 hockey's dealing with right now. Feels like it has to kind of move away from the mainstream to its targeted audience. Oh, wow. Very interesting. I'll tell you what, I'll end with this though, is that I, I do believe that it's like 
for me. It was the most fun sport, sport to play when I was playing, like, like, because it's so fast and it's changing and it's very hard to do. It just, I don't know. It's so fun to play hockey. And I played every sport, every sport. But, and yeah, I was better at hockey, but maybe it was because I loved it, you know, so right. much. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's so fun, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's hard to watch or I don't know, but anyways, I, I think the TV thing is, is, is definitely part yeah. of it. Yeah. Gabe, I want to ask you this too. take like the obvious ones, LeBron and Brady out of it. Who do you find truly great? Who's still playing today? Well, Steph Curry is, is, is pretty spectacular. Um, you know, Messi and Ronaldo are super interesting. That young guy from France, I'm excited to see what he's doing. Mbappe, yep. uh, the, that guy, Giannis on Milwaukee is pretty interesting and doing very creative things. Uh, Odell Beckham is doing, you know, really some amazing things. I know he's, there's controversy now, but yeah, he's an artist. It's, yeah, I, I just love guys who you just, you don't never know what they're going to do next. Right. They're just like unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable what they come up with, you know? And I think everybody loves that. Everybody, it's the guy that touches the ball where you just, you know, you're just so excited when he has the ball, you know? Totally. And that's the same in filmmaking, you know, like you can't wait to see what a guy is going to do next or, or what, what is going to happen next, you know? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next after seeing this. This was a really, really fun watch. Uh, I thank you so much for this extended time today. Gabe Polsky, In Search of Greatness. Thank you so much for joining. Okay, thanks, Mark. Bye. All right, now that you've completed another episode of Ballers with Babies, and I thank you so much for that, I invite you to check out another great podcast on the CastBox platform, The Box of Oddities, hosted by husband-wife team Kat and Jethro Gilligan. Got amazing chemistry, which is good because, you know, they're married. Uh, they talk about anything unusual, true stories of the strange, bizarre, and unexpected, like the frozen severed head of baseball legend Ted Williams or a possible parallel universe. It's a lot of fun. Comes out twice a week, Monday and Thursday. They've even got a live show coming up next February in Nashville. Search and subscribe to the Box of Oddities now. 